Hello! It's been forever. It's almost like been a week since we haven't talked to each other. Isn't that amazing? Eh. Welcome to another episode of Paint is a Jam. I'm Justin. And I'm Angela. And we're your hosts for this episode. So how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good, good. You know, we did speak last night. <laughs> um, the, the, the anxiety came back this morning. A little yeah. bit as I as I was doing doing my things and wasn't quite sure like what to do next and I start realizing one big thing today is that I'm not moving as much as I used to. Okay, Being like physically moving. Physically, or... physically moving. Okay. And it was funny because I, I I saw this stuff uh, this video on YouTube about this guy talking about how you know it's been six months since the gyms have been closed in his area. He hasn't been back. What made me laugh though is that uh, his physique. He was he was talking about it and he was like, oh, you know, I really don't I don't look as good as I normally do. Mm-hmm. Like I all I could notice was a six pack abs on his body. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like mm, OK, I think we all have like different perspectives when it comes to that. But it mm-hmm. did bring up something on my end that I started realizing. I'm like, I, I've been so, so much on my computer and because I'm not going back to the gym as much because most of my clients are not uh, are, are not coming back just yet because with everything that's going on, everyone's mm-hmm. trying to be as careful as possible. I found myself that uh, it was easy for me just to go to be able to then train my clients right afterwards. And now it's, mm. it's kind of like I kind of lost that bit of a habit. Mm-hmm. So, so what are you going to do about it? So what am I going to do about it? So I have a lot of equipment at home. And actually, mm-hmm. when when we first went through our, our first lockdown, where everything mm-hmm. was closed, like I wasn't, we wouldn't even have access to a gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I had my equipment at home. And, and funny thing is that I actually was thinking of throwing it out because I said, I'm not going to use this ever. <laughs> <laughs> and little did I know this was going to happen. And I, I find that it's, it's very convenient. It's just that I tried working out in the evenings and that just wasn't for me because I, I didn't have enough energy. I started doing it first thing in the morning. And I have to say, it's something that I, that I did enjoy. I mm-hmm. would like to try breaking it up throughout the day. Because I saw, mm. I was reading this thing called uh, trigger workouts. And the mm-hmm. concept is that you don't necessarily move just for that specific amount of time. And I mean, if you do have, let's say, half an hour to an hour to to work out, mm-hmm. take the time. But if you don't and, and you want to just include a little bit of movement throughout the entire day, you pick about like two to three exercises and you kind mm-hmm. of do them in, in, um, in kind of a mini circuit oh. where you're going from one to the next. And again, sometimes it could just be three times 10 as an example. Mm-hmm. So you do three, rep- um, sorry, three sets of 10 repetitions for each exercise mm-hmm. and then you repeat, that's it. And then afterwards you can move on to, to other things. That's a little um, more digestible because yeah, sometimes it's hard. Like I, I, I have not been doing any exercises at all. <laughs> I've actually been pretty bad. I'm making less good choices. I don't know. Right, right. But you've but, been walking uh, too, no? Not even. No, not it's okay, been okay. pretty... Okay. Nothing. And I think it's more I'm already I already rush in the morning and already do my morning stuff. So it's just yeah, like I just been working, working, working. Uh and then the thought of like, well I have to take an hour, but it doesn't matter that I'll take an hour to just do nothing because I'm just mm. so exhausted. Yeah. But I think if I break things down into like fifteen minutes and maybe even just start off with like just like a little fifteen minute dance exercise or something, just yeah. to get the body moving. I think that might be a little more digestible. I usually tend to suggest, let's start with 15 minutes. 
you know, mm-hmm. just to make sure that we we set that and we're sure. Because if if we start from nothing and then we try to go to like half an hour to an hour where we haven't done anything in the past, it yeah. may be a little bit difficult to to get into the whole process. If you say fifteen minutes, I would actually just aim for ten first, and then see how see how that goes. And then if that goes well, then increase it, then increase it to fifteen and and uh, and go from there. And honestly, like like I said. It, it, I think sometimes it's a, it's just a, a great little break too from just sitting in front of the computer all day long. And since a lot of us are working from home these days, you can just kind of like get up, you know, do a couple of push-ups, do a couple of crunches or something like that, and and then switch them up. You know, try try to get a little variety in there too mm-hmm. as well, but nothing too complicated. And and a lot of the times you really don't need a lot of equipment either, especially when you're starting off. I know that I just get very caught up in all the work I have to do. And then the thought of having to put extra to take the time or make the time to exercise when that little bit of time I tell myself, I just want to relax. Mm. If I tell myself I have to take an hour to exercise, I'm, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. If I tell myself even half an hour, eh, but if I say, okay, look, you know what? You just need to get the blood flowing. Just do something for 15 minutes. Yeah it's 10 15 minutes that's much more digestible yeah and i think it's a great way to start too and especially if you are uh, like feeling overwhelmed and you don't know you know where to start and and yeah and and if an hour seems overwhelming right now don't do it <laughs> just yeah. take take what you can right now and then afterwards as you get more comfortable with it and as it becomes a bit more of a habit then it may be easier to to start filling out a little bit more time but if you can break out the hour into let's say four 15 minute breaks throughout the day if mm-hmm. you challenge yourself to at least do, let's say, three sessions to begin with, and then maybe add four, already that's something. Even if you, you know what, let's even break it down even smaller and we'll just say two sessions. Mm-hmm. Whatever we're doing, I think it's just great for us to get up and start moving and doing something else too. Yeah. Um, I took it later in the season than I, I what I wanted to, but this year... Uh, I got the bikes actually back from my parents. These are That's the right. bikes that I had for such a long time, but they've been just sitting there. I took my first bike ride, like long bike ride. I think it was about a week ago, maybe two weeks. And I really, really enjoyed it. And now... Well, wasn't now, that when you passed by? Yeah, that's it. Was, that's it. Yeah. I just, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the scenery. And then I'm like, well, it's kind of like the the end of the summer season. <laughs> so things are getting mm-hmm. colder. I'm going to try to like really it's just about uh, bundling up because I, I think I remember telling you uh, because my my head is completely shaved off. Um, mm-hmm. It got cold. And even yeah. though it was warm outside, I'm like, I think I'm going to be wearing a toque because it, it got really, really cold. And I'm just thinking ahead like it's just about bundling up. It, it's funny because. You know, I was saying before that I want, like, I, I always suggested to, to start small. And, and meanwhile, I think my first bike ride was to your house, which was about maybe mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. a 30-minute bike ride. And then when yeah. we met together, we walked for about maybe an hour. <laughs> and then I had yeah, that's right. the 30-minute 30, 30 bike ride back or something. Anyway, it was just, let's just say that by the end of it all, I really felt my legs. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I can imagine. So I said, I want to talk about expectations and I wanted to find some, some really good lead in to what we're talking about to start it off. And I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I expect better from you. Justin. Yes, 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 yes. Well, and because you did not meet my expectation, and I take no responsibility for my own expectation, I'm going to completely blame you. I'm furious at you, and uh, that's you know, and you're just going to have to take it. Okay, perfect, perfect. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, expectations. How do you deal with them? <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, this, it's always um, like I've, I've read online a couple of stuff when, when people are dealing with expectations. And, and usually the response that I get is you have low expectations, you know, because if you have low expectations, then, uh, you know, you won't get disappointed if, if they if it doesn't turn out the way that you want it to. But I have a bit of a problem with that because I find because I do, too. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> I, I find that when we set ourselves low expectations, it's like, it almost as if that we, we expect that to happen. I, I give like a random example. I have an exam and I'm like, you know what? I expect to at least, you know, pass and, 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 and get like a, a 60% or something mm-hmm. uh, on, on my tests. And are you putting in all that effort in there? And I'm not saying like, yes, I would aspire to get a hundred percent on the exam. However, if I set the low ball expectation that I'm only going to pass this, odds are I'm only going to pass this. So I'm wondering by setting ourselves low expectations, we actually sabotage we don't, ourselves. Sab- yeah, that's it. That's it. We actually sabotage ourselves. So what are your thoughts oh, on that? I think it's what we do with expectations. I think mm. they've gotten a bad rap and I think there's a tendency for people to say, you know, like you said, don't expect much and you won't be disappointed. Mm. And well, that's also just not reality. <laughs> I'm sorry, right. but we, we have a lot of expectations. I think it's what you do with those expectations. I think that if you use expectations as more of a guideline, as a, as, as a roadmap to what you want, then that's perfectly okay. And it's great to have high expectations. Mm-hmm. It's okay to have expectations, to have them as a guideline. Mm. as or to tell you what it is that you want because basically that's what an expectation is it's a want right i expect what you want from yourselves what you want from the world what you want from other people the issue is when you don't take ownership of your expectations that's when i think there's a lot of problems so it's okay that i expect to have a happy life that's wonderful that's great have want to have a happy life and a good life right the problem is when I say, well, I have that expectation and so I'm owed it and it's supposed to happen. And the world is just supposed to let it happen and I have no responsibility and I don't do anything to make it happen. Right. I think when you have high expectations or when you want big things for yourself, it can open your eyes to the opportunities more so than if you just don't believe things are possible. Mm-hmm. However, you have to take the opportunities. You have to take those, those steps. Otherwise... You're not going to get what you want. <laughs> right. In setting ourselves high expectations, we set ourselves uh, for, for a higher rate of success. However, if it doesn't happen, it's also how do we deal with these emotions afterwards? There's another piece to expectations too. Um, again, they're guidelines and they can change over time. And sometimes we hold on to this. They're kind of like goals in that way, right? They, yeah. We hold on to this. Well, I expected this for myself and it had to happen and then we're committed to it. But, or, or better yet, they're, they come from outside of you. It's like, well, you know, I'm expected to be married by 30 or 
have children, and they might not even reflect what you really want. So it's important to take a moment to look and to say like, wait, is this what I really want? Or is this what society or other people are telling me I want? Because maybe, Mm. you know what, maybe I'm 30, and I'm not a millionaire, but I'm actually really enjoying my life. And I don't want to be a millionaire. So I'm I'm pretty good the way I am. Or maybe I'm 40, and uh, I don't want to get married. (laughs) And that's perfectly... Mm -hmm that's perfectly okay. Maybe I don't want to have children, whatever it is. But if you're trying, if you're attaching yourself to these things that you don't want, because they're expectations, because it's expected of you, I should say. Yeah, that's it. Then then you end up chasing something that won't make you happy. And then you're disappointed regardless. So just to take a moment and ask yourself something as simple as do I actually want this? Or should I have this? And if it's a should, then maybe reconsider is it really worth pursuing? Right, right, right. Yeah, I think I think it's on two levels too. When we, I think, when we're talking about expectations, because we have we have our own personal expectations of what we want out of certain situations. So if we're working towards a goal and we're working towards something, you know, we have certain expectations on how it's going to turn out. Um, I, I know that when I when I left my job at uh, at the bank to pursue my my own career and my own path. A lot of people were telling me, it's like, ooh, you know, I don't know if I don't know if you're going to if you're going to be able to make it, you know, like a lot of and that and that was their own fears and, and, mm-hmm. and whatever that was um, alongside with that. But it, um, you know, if I carried forth that sort of expectation in terms of um, uh, my end goal, then definitely that would probably have weighed me down. Then there's the other aspect, like you like what you were talking about, too. Uh, where it's what are you expected to do you know i i've heard so often from so many different people it's like oh i'm 30 i i should have uh gotten this job or i should have gotten a degree or i should have done this and Mm -hmm. i'm like they should yeah that's that's a big one that's a big one my question is my my question to that always is by whose standards Mm -hmm. you know who who has dictated this to you and then, and, and along what you're saying in terms of what's expected out of you, is this something that you really want? Mm-hmm. You know, because if it's coming in from your parents or if it's coming in from uh, a colleague, friends or society, or at, part, large. Or society <laughs> at large, whoever it may be, is that something that you, you really want? If you do, fantastic, go for it. But don't, don't set, don't add that guilt because I find whenever we use the, the mm-hmm. word should, we add oh, a God, lot of yeah. guilt to 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 what we want to do. And just and if we don't accomplish it, you know, it's like, oh, I, I didn't get it done, you know. I... And if you do accomplish it, uh, then you don't feel good about it because it's something you had to do. It's not something you chose right. to do. Right. It's a That's no win. It. It's yeah. the worst word. Yep. And yeah, we will yeah. talk about, or I will talk about that word a lot and how yeah. it's a terrible <laughs> word. So oh, beware, I'm... audience. Yeah. You will get tired of hearing me talk about shit. I'm right there with you. I actually try to erase that from my vocabulary mm-hmm. uh, as much as possible. And I catch my, it's it's a word. It's a word that I've sort of trained myself to to pick out in conversations. And anybody who's ever talked to me, like I really want you to listen and and see if ever I I use the word should whenever I'm stating something. Well, because at the end of the day, everything's a choice. Yes, absolutely. Everything we do is a choice. Some choices are more obvious than others. For instance, I choose to pay my pay my electricity because I want to have electricity. I don't like it. It's not something I enjoy doing. But you know, I like having 
I like I like having my electricity working. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of convenient, you know? <laughs> a little being bit. Able, being able to turn on the heat or, you know, the stove. <laughs> yeah, it, it's nice. It's nice. It's, nice. it's a nice thing. But time. all that to say, like, and I think a, a lot of times people get stuck on the shoulds because they think it's something that they're obligated to do that they don't really want to do. Right. But again, it's still, unless something possesses your body and forces you to do it, you're still making (laughs) that choice to do it. (laughs) (laughs) But basically, you're always making a choice. Sometimes you make a choice to do something you don't want to do, but it's still a choice. Yeah, I I, I definitely come from a school of thought that whenever I hear somebody say, well, I didn't have a choice. It may seem that way because it, it, it may have, you may have believed that at the time that that was the only choice possible. But just like you stated, as, as benign as the example of paying your electricity mm-hmm. could be, is that you could choose not to pay it. And then afterwards, I don't want to say suffer the consequences. What's, the, what's another word for that? You could say there are consequences. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's always a consequence to whatever choice you make. Exactly. There's always a consequence when, whenever you're going to make a decision, you have that choice though, you know, mm-hmm. and the moment that you tell yourself that you have no choice, you end up giving your power to somebody else or to something else. So when you say, no, I choose to, then, then you make that decision yep. and you really have. The and doing ch- nothing is also a choice. by the yes. way. Yes, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. I find sometimes people end up doing stuff just to, just to be busy itself so that 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 they actually oh well, i i need to be doing this i'm like mm, do you really need to be doing this mm-hmm. again who's telling you by what standards like all those these are kind of like questions that i've always i've always kind of like asked myself you know and and, yeah. and this these usually these questions usually help guide me into am i doing what i really want to be doing mm-hmm. or am i just doing it because someone else is telling me that i need to do it is sometimes there are just no ideal choices. <laughs> like, mm. It's a matter of the least crappy choice. And that's okay. Like sometimes just, again, it comes back to just because I choose to do it doesn't mean I enjoy doing it. And it doesn't mean it makes me happy to do it. It's just the best possible choice at this time. Mm-hmm. But at least when you're taking ownership of it and it's, you're empowering yourself and you're taking a little more control as opposed to like you were saying, giving your power to everyone else. It's, I am choosing to do this. I am choosing to accept the consequences of doing this Mm -hmm. because I made that choice. Well, then I can continue to make other choices. It's not like I'm not helpless. I have more power than I give myself credit. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The other thing, though, that I've noticed with expectations. um, So, I mean, we talked about when you have expectations for yourself, we talked about society's expectations or other people's expectations of you. Um, I think another place where we get stumped is when we have expectations of other people. Mm -hmm. There's like two things that tend to happen. And again, it's, there's nothing wrong with having expectations about a relationship. Again, it's just, just indicative of what I want out of relationship. Right. I expect that my partner will treat me with respect. (laughs) Yes. I expect that we will be able to talk about things if things aren't work or if there's troubles or mm-hmm. problems. Like there are certain 
expectations. It's fine to have them. Where we get stuck is two things. When we assume the other person knows what our expectations are. Yes. <laughs> and and the other one, and we'll talk about both because both yeah. could be. <laughs> there's a lot to say on both. Um, but the other one too is when we believe that just because we have this expectation, the other person has to change their behavior. Let's start with the first and then we'll yep. get into the second because I think both cause a lot of a lot of turmoil in yeah. relationships. Meeting a new partner and then understanding what he enjoyed, what he didn't. We got to know each other. I still carried some of the old behaviors that I had with the past relationship to the new to the new relationship. Mm -hmm. And one of those is definitely that expectation. I expected him to behave in a certain way or do certain things without me saying it because in my mind it just it was obvious like, it was obvious it, it was kind of like a natural progression of where where it needed to go then i slowly realized and it's a constant reminder on my part is that we all don't think alike mm -hmm. <laughs> so yep <laughs> just because i have that thought does not mean that it's a natural progression for someone else to get to that place either and i speak from experience that this could be a great source of frustration because mm -hmm. if, if my expectations is that, uh, whatever, the dishes are supposed to be clean, that the laundry is supposed to be done and everything at a, at a, at a certain time or whatever, those kinds of expectations can definitely cause a lot of frustration. Because if they don't end up happening, then it's like, oh, you know, why? Like it's... You then, don't care about me. You don't yes, respect me. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, which has nothing to do with it. Because nope. like I've seen myself and I've heard other couples get into arguments for like, again, laundry, dishes, like certain little things and everything. And at the root of it, it it's not the cause of it. You know, it, it really is mm -hmm. about those expectations and those assumptions, really, I should, I, I'd like to say. And I think that's it. Like the, it, what, what it means if those expectations aren't met are the... Yeah. Yeah, the meaning you give to that, like, yeah. oh, well, if you don't meet that expectation, yes. you don't love me, you don't care about me, you don't respect me, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. Th those are all those wonderful little stories that we start creating about each other. Mm -hmm. And then <laughs> afterwards, when we build those stories, it's like, oh, this person is like this. And I'm like, mm, well, maybe, probably not. <laughs> it, it's it's more based on your own assumptions and, and expectations of that individual that is not meeting it that then creates a story that really... You know, at the end of the day, sometimes it's more about communication and, and talking about it and being more explicit about what is what is needed as well. Yeah, exactly. And and look, we're all guilty of it. Like you said, you've experienced it. God knows yep. I've experienced it. I think it's, <laughs> it's, it's common. And, and sometimes we can catch ourselves when we think, oh, they should know. The second mm. that thought pops, you're like, oh, wait. <laughs> There's that word again. I think should. they should know, <laughs> but maybe they don't know. My takeaway, what I've learned is if I'm going to make an assumption, I'm going to assume they don't know. Even if maybe we talked about it in the past. Now, if it's something we've constantly talked about, well, that will go into number two. But, yeah. <laughs> let's, but if it's something that maybe was talked about once or so, it may be worth mentioning it again and maybe explaining a little bit more why it's so important. I think sometimes we just say, well, I want this to be done. For instance, if you say, pick up after yourself, right? right? That's a common one. So, um, you know, I expect you to pick up after yourself. Now, for that person, it's just not something that's important. Like, they just don't. And it's not against you. It's just not yeah. something they normally think about. Right. They'll hear it, but then they might not really care. <laughs> not, again, against you. It's just more like, oh, okay, sure. And then forget about it and continue their life. Right. 
But if they knew, on the other hand, no, it's really important to you because, I don't know, messes cause a lot of anxiety, whatever it is, then that might give them a little more context to make a decision as to whether or not it's something they're willing to change. Mm -hmm. So sometimes just saying what it is isn't enough. You might want to go just a tiny bit deeper and say, like, this is why (laughs) this is important to me. This is why I have this expectation. Right. Because then it, it frames it and it becomes more explicit. And then they have an understanding of how you're seeing it too as well. And then they have a choice whether or not they're going to do it or not. <laughs> and it gives them an opportunity also to explain to you why for them it's not that big a deal. Right. Right. <laughs> and, may, and sometimes actually even hearing that perspective can be enough to be like, oh, actually, you're right. That's not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. It's not the end of the world. And that brings us into number two. <laughs> which is just because we have an expectation for someone does not mean, and this one sucks. It really sucks because it's hard (laughs) enough. It's hard enough to even tell someone to have that vulnerability and say like, this is important to me that you can do this. Mm -hmm. Um, But it doesn't mean that they have to do it. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry to say that. (laughs) It sucks. It really sucks. It's really irritating because it's like, well, why shouldn't they? They know it's important to me. But it comes down to um, we can't control other people's behavior. We really can't. Sometimes it would be lovely to wave a magic wand and be like, poof, you're going to start doing this thing that is really important to me. And and in doing so, I find we're just going to change that individual to who we are. And I think... or, or what our personality is. And then we just kind of like duplicate ourselves. And that's not really who, who that person is either. And it's, yeah. And, and that's just the thing. I mean, at the end of the day, in the same way that you can choose what behaviors you want, yep, they get to choose what behaviors Absolutely. they Absolutely. can do, are willing to do. And some people don't feel that they can change for whatever reason. So I want to be clear though, because it can come across that we're saying, what well, you just have to accept shitty behavior and too bad. <laughs> no, 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 no. But that's not it. No. no. Um, What it is, is to decide, A, to have a conversation with the person, and then C, if it's something that the person's able to change or willing to change. Mm -hmm. If they're not, then it's up to you to decide, well, can I accept this? Absolutely. Is it really the end of the world if they leave their clothes on the floor? It's annoying. Sure. Is this going to end my relationship? Yes, it will. And it, no, it might though. For some <laughs> no, people, it might, yeah, and, and that's I, okay. And, and, that, and yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I joke, but absolutely, because it, it, it is. It, it's whether then. Um, I love it because you 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 said the. Uh, I think the most important thing is that in the end, you need to decide and say, is this something that I want to I want to have? Mm-hmm. Is this something that I can live with? Because this is this is what it's going to be. As we said before, you always have that choice. You have yes. the choice whether or not am I going to accept this? Am I going to move on? Or maybe it's also deciding how can I accept this too? You know, maybe it's trying to figure out, you know, this is, this is what it is. Now, how can, I, how can I live with that too as well? If this is something that, well, again, under a caveat that you're, uh, you're being respected and not, hurt on or in any in any case because again you know uh, unacceptable behavior that's that's a whole other story too as well but um i think we're talking more of the minor things like uh the the the, the dishes the clothes the picking up after oneself and everything of the sort uh those are like kind of like the little things here and there that may aggravate us throughout the entire day but is this something is it a make it or break it 
And it's really, really important um, that if you choose to accept it, <laughs> you have to genuinely accept it. Yes. And not yep. just say, I'm okay with it, but secretly brew and yeah. get angry. That's, that's going to cause a lot of problems in the yeah. relationship. Well, it's it's going to cause a lot of resentment. It's going to blow up afterwards in the end mm-hmm. anyways. And then, and then something that could have been dealt with or maybe terminated at the time is going to get a lot more complex when there's more time added and there's more, especially if you're bottling up that anger, uh, yep. it's going to explode. And it's just... Oh, it's, it's, it's going to come out one way or another. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's going to uh, yeah. come out one way or another. I think it's important uh, to know what you will and will not tolerate in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And look, this changes over time. And yes, you know, there are some things that were more that before in the past we would tolerate and now we wouldn't and vice versa. Mm-hmm. I think it's being mindful of where you're at and just really, and, and it's, it's hard sometimes. It's, it's not easy to do, but to be honest with yourself, yes. and to say, am I okay with this? Yep. There's a difference between I'm, an, I'm annoyed, <laughs> yep. yeah, yeah. But, but ultimately, you know what, there's so many other great things in this relationship that whatever it's not the end of the world right. and another thing to say well you know what i can't move past this one specific thing and i maybe you know i looked at the relationship and i've tried and maybe the other person's tried too but i don't think that i can get past this and it's okay it's really okay yeah. Yeah, yeah. to not be able to get past that it doesn't make you a bad person it doesn't make the other person a bad person it just means that there's something that's incompatible and it'll hurt it'll hurt to have that conversation yeah. for sure at the end of the day, though, even if it means that the relationship has to end, it gives you both the opportunity to find somebody that could fulfill that need. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, that's been one of my biggest learnings, too, that it mm. it doesn't like the relationship itself does not necessarily need for it to be worked on in a you know like again depending on if this is something that you're that you want to continue in i think i think you know it, it boils down to everything else um um what we said before too in terms of you know what you should be doing sometimes you know well you you should be uh working on the relationship you know like you shouldn't be single at 40 <laughs> or something you know and i'm like which are all very strange concepts to me because i'm like it's not again i'll ask it again by whose standards you know <laughs> and it's just and it, and and sometimes it could uh, that voice comes in from either society family members or, or whoever all this to say is we're not saying that people can't compromise and people can't adapt or change their behaviors of course and that one should just accept bad behavior <laughs> like, we're not saying that at all right, right, right. i think it's a matter of just a communication and seeing if these there are certain things that people are willing to compromise on mm-hmm. and can compromise on and if you or your partner or both of you can compromise wonderful and you can continue with that that's great and if there are some things that are just no matter how much you've talked about it it doesn't change again it just comes back to can I accept this mm. and if I can then how can I let it not bother me so much what can i do to not get so annoyed and if i can't accept it well then what does this mean for our relationship like what are the next next steps yeah and it may not work out and that's okay Mm -hmm. yes because it's just certain time in your life that maybe this is the right moment and other times you know maybe this is something that needs to end or 
or change, you know, maybe the relationship itself is going to be different than what it was before. I mean, relationships change consistently, you know, from the, from the moment that we met to the moment that uh, we grow, we learn, we have different experiences, we'll have different wants and different needs to as well as, as we grow older. People come and go into our lives and yep. some relationships have expiration dates. It's just, right. it is what it is. But unlike, that's okay. unlike ours, since we've known each <laughs> other for so many years, <laughs> yeah. as we've already established that. <laughs> yes. But you and know, some relationships you have in your life forever. Yeah, that's it. That's uh, yes, and and I'm very <laughs> and, and ever and, and ever, ever and ever and <laughs> and I'm and I'm thank. You know what? Uh, what? <laughs> I have to say that regardless of the relationships that I have in the past, I have to say that now I appreciated every single one of them because mm-hmm. I, I've learned a lot from the best relationships to the worst ones. And I'm not just talking about like uh, romantic relationships. I'm also talking about friendships uh, and and family members too, as well Is that they, I find the people in your lives become um, your greatest learning because not only do you learn from their own behavior and what you find acceptable or not, but you also start like if you become more aware about your own behaviors towards others, then it becomes also mm-hmm. a learning experience and saying, it's like, Oh, why did I react that way? You know, it's like, why, what, why am I doing this? And then it can be yeah. real eye opening uh, and, and gives you clues in terms of, you know, like why reacting a certain way, why are things more important to you than others? Uh, and why do you hold those particular expectations for others too as well? So we're actually curious. We want to hear from uh, our listeners and we'd like to know how do you deal with expectations? Are you from the camp of having high expectations, low expectations, or no expectations at all? We would like to hear your comments. You can send them either uh, via our email at podcast at paintisandjam.com or you can actually send us a message directly through Anchor app. So don't be shy. Let us know what you think. And guys, remember, paint isn't jam. No, it isn't. (laughs) 